coming to you live from inside the globe, perched high atop the Bugle Planet building in sunny Gotham City. It's Hey Kids Comics with two guys who are always ready to seduce the innocent, your hosts, Andrew Farmer and the Jedi Cole Houston. And now it's time for Hey Kids Comics. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Hey Kids Comics. Cole is snowball fueled i am i remain curious as to why pink was arrived at as the standard color but otherwise uh good to go i i agree i agree it's an inter- they, they make interesting choices the snowball yeah, yeah. whoever at hostess uh was you know what do we have a lot of well we got a lot of got a lot of red Oh, that that would snap. I mean, that, that will bring these out when we come to market. And then they put them on the coconut and it turned pink. It turned pink, and they went, well, all right. Well, it's pink now. But at the time, and this is an important factor okay. that, I'm, that I'm bullshitting. Um, sure, let's hear it. Is John Aston's remarkably not popular petticoat, or Operation Petticoat was on the air. Sure. When it for, came out, when, for, when yeah, for, when, when it came out, it was okay. on the air. Okay. Oh, I thought you meant when the show was <laughs> when the show when was, the show uh, was released. Air, it was on the air. It was, it was the show was actually on the air. Okay. Much to everyone's surprise. Uh, fun fact: spun off of a made-for-TV movie. But yeah, I, I think that they they went with it because the pink sub was in existence, and <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. That was enough. I'm just um, letting I'm just letting this happen right yeah. now. Yeah. You need to. You really need to. Just... Yeah. Oh, and uh, speaking of updates, uh, Snake Eyes watch still no Snake Eyes. Damn it. Yeah, and I think I think I don't even think it's shipped yet. I think it's still unfulfilled on Hasbro Pulse. But in comic book news, uh, Hasbro uh, speaking of the Hasbro. Fulfilled our initial want. I think I don't yeah. remember how many um, toy episodes ago it was that we said that 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 because they're making these big ass things now, they should make a um, a, a, a sentinel, and oh, now yeah. they are. Yes, indeed, and it is a big mother. It is twenty six. It is two and a half feet of sentinel, and comes with a bastion figure for those of you who enjoyed the X-Men in the 90s and for those of you that enjoyed uh, it in the 60s comes with a master mold head as of now because it was up for all of one day before it hit its first stretch goal. Oh wow. 70,000 backers in one day. It is fully funded. It is little wonder. I think that I I really believe that the the job of sail barge taught collectors a lesson how much was that, that by the way five hundred dollars okay which, remarkably i could swing today i could have backed it today right i still wouldn't have room for it but i could have by god backed the thing. i am i am i am almost to the tipping point of backing this thing i am almost to the tipping I, point of backing. i this really thing. i it is your future i see yeah, I almost. And I in it, I see this damn thing in your collection. Yeah, it's going to be sitting right. I I can see a spot for it right now. 
Like, You've already got that lined up. It's, I can just turn around and see it. Um, so Snake Eyes Watch, still no Snake Eyes, still unfulfilled. So still not even picked and 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 put into a box and sent my way. So if Isle of Toys comes up, I feel like this bears mentioning direct. You can look. You can go to camera if it, too. If you, if you still don't have it at the end of July, no, actually, I stand corrected. At the end of August, or you know, tail end of August, then it will definitely be mentioned. Yeah. Uh, one of the things, speaking of HasLab and Hasbro and Has. How's it going? Um, we haven't done a Hey Hasbro in a long time. No, we so. haven't. No, we haven't. And I we think, should. I think the very first one was Tales to Admonish. Yeah, we should really do a we Hey Hasbro. Because there are still places they haven't gone. Well, there's pl- And also there's places they have gone that they shouldn't have gone. Like yeah. this like current whatever. line, which is being lambasted as the worst modern Marvel Legends line. The one with the leader and the bad Captain America and the bad Iron Man. Uh, It's a bad line. I haven't bought a single figure from it, and I don't think that I will, unless I can find the leader on clearance. There you go. I'm I'm, the only one I'm even remotely riding the fence on uh, is leader. But you did remind me that I need to uh, to finalize uh, before I the day is out my uh, order with. uh, GameStop? Yeah, except apparently that's not possible now. Ugh. Something I was going to order has apparently become unavailable since I started putting my order together. Jesus. Gotta love it. Gotta love but, it. But uh, I'm hoping to, uh, to avail myself of that before it goes away. But we're not here to talk about no, we're not. Sentinels and Snake Eyes tonight. Though I will probably mention that Snake Eyes thing again before the end of the show because it's really crawled up my butt like wizard uh like weather wizard's weather wand um tonight we're here to talk about the fourth and fifth members of um the highwaymen you never you know they don't talk about them a lot um but uh digger harkness and roscoe dillon which 100 percent sound like classic country artists yeah i was gonna say it it, it uh weren't they uh among the artists that were going to be on uh, on Frank, the uh, there were two points at which Mystery Science Theater 3000 predicted the future. One was Frank FM, or Frank the radio station. It's completely uncharacteristic to name a radio station after a person. <laughs> Turn your crank to Frank. <laughs> and then you got things like Jack FM and Bob FM and whatever they call it in different markets. And the other was Johnny Long Torso. Yes. Which predicted the Build-A-Figure. Yes, yes. Um, I, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Digger Harkness and Roscoe Dillon played third and fourth seat banjo on Hee Haw. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. It yeah. was, uh, first chair was uh, Banjo Man. It was Banjo Man. That's for Bobby Blakey. It was Banjo Man. And Minnie Pearl just kept punching him in the face. That's right. Just wailing on that poor guy. No, um, it was a segment. It was a, it was a segment. Yeah, it was like that. Salute. Yeah. You met another and just jacked him in the face. You yeah, were it, gone. It was like that thing where uh, 
Roy Clark would sit there at the desk with one of those little visors on and, and do poetry. <laughs> this has been Hee Haw Corner. That's right. <laughs> um, I think this might be the first Hee Haw Corner we've ever had on this show. And while it may be the first Hee Haw Corner, I can assure you it is not the first Hee Haw reference. Oh, no, no, no. But this is the first extended. Yeah, this is the longest we have dwelled upon. <laughs> We have uh, we have really languished in hee haw tonight, um, but no tonight. The, the, so we're continuing our story arc on the rogues, the Flash villains, and tonight two more legitimate, straight up rogues from from Flash's rogues gallery: um, the uh, Captain Boomerang and the Top. Tonight, yes, indeed. It was this toying around, if I remember the. Uh... I think so. I think the title, so. I, I, it occurred to me we never mentioned the title. Oh, of the first one? Yeah. What was the title of the first one? I have no idea. That's, that's I fine. I know that we didn't mention it. <laughs> that, that is fine. Um, I do want to say, Cole, you've given me a gift. While I didn't have a lot of time, we're recording a couple episodes pretty much back-to-back, and I didn't have a lot of time to research these two. Um, you did give me a gift, and I want you to understand. All right. The gift that you gave me was two of the most amazing origin stories that, <laughs> that I could have asked for in two characters, which I have. Okay. So I'm going to start before we get into the characters themselves. I think that the flash, I think the flash was fully recognized for, you know, arguably being the most powerful person in the DC universe at crisis on infinite earths. Right? Like that's when you kind of realized yeah, between Crisis and Kingdom Come and other... Um... Right, but it was early. It was, well, not yeah, early, I, I... but it was Crisis in the, you know, th- where they were like, oh, God, Flash can literally do anything. Yes, and in fact, in the Crisis, you discover what a pivotal character. Yeah. I mean, it, the Anti-Monitor would have won but for the Flash. Correct. And so at that point, you get this fork in the Flash villain kind of cavalcade. Okay, this get... is a family show. <laughs> yes. There'll yes. be no forks yes. in the... He has a uh, corkscrew-like penis, much akin to a yeah. duck. I don't know if you know that. It's called the Speed Force. That's what it does to you. Oh, okay. That explains a lot of things. It the... also explains the uh, why uh, Duck, Duck, Goose is on an urban dictionary. I thought that was rather curious. There's <laughs> a whole other connotation that we just invented um you get these hyper powerful usually speed force related villains like godspeed and you know an updated version of zoom and um all savitar these guys that can really contend with the flash at that level but you continue to have guys like captain boomerang and the top giving him again i think this again speaks to the fact that Flash is complicit in the continued criminal career of these guys. Oh, I think so. I I really feel like we sort of fell into the true nature of the Flash. And everybody who's been the Flash, they all just sort of, not only can they tap into the speed force, they kind of tap into the asshole force. Well, and Batman for sure. I think the only one that legitimately tried to, like, get rid of their villains for sure is Superman. He does his best. Because Spider-Man is akin to Flash in the sense that he'll team up with his villains 
when um when necessary. You know, yeah. he'll 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 ride shotgun with um a lot of his with Sandman or with a lot of his villains to the point where he he tries to rehabilitate, legitimately rehabilitate his bad guys. Oh, I think per capita pre suicide squad anyway. Spider Man's Rogues Gallery were among the most uh waffling yeah. of villains out there because I think more of them than anybody else's villain cadre were good guys at one point. I mean Sandman was an Avenger for God's sake. Right. How does what? Well I think I think Flash, I think flashes are, are as well, you know. I think that they fall into that category as well because they for every five times they hold up a you know, they do a bank job, there's one time where they're helping the Flash. Um but yeah, let's let's. I want to talk about. Uh, let's start with. Let's start you with. Scratch Boomerang. my back, I'll scratch yours. Yeah. Face. Let's. Well, somebody steps out of line. Yeah. Somebody breaks the code. Can't have that. So you go get the flash, and you say, "Hey, you know, basically, you're ratting out the, the drug dealer. You know, the guy that the guy's horning in on your turf. You're gonna rat him out to the cops so that they bust him, so that, that it frees up your turf. You get somebody who steps out of line. You know." You got you got a uh, you got the Pied Piper knocking on Flash's door saying, "Hey, buddy, um, I don't know if you've been down to the corner of Forty Third and uh, Yorkshire, but uh, we got a problem. We got a problem. I keep the peace down there, and this guy's this guy's messing it up." Um, all right, so Captain <laughs> Captain Boomerang. Um, both of these guys have a very special um, power, and that is. Uh, they're super good at like just making toys and not making toys the way that toy maker makes toys. Yeah. Uh, toy man's like, do you guys have any idea what you're doing? Are you honest? Well, toy maker looks at them like a, like a one trick pony. Yeah. Cause they make one thing. That's true. They make he's it real a, good. He's got a more diversified toy portfolio. Yeah. They make They make one thing real good, but they make one thing. Yeah. So, uh, they make it real. Probably the most unfortunately named character we've ever talked about on this show, Digger Harkness. <laughs> like, you don't talk about dancing around a name ever. This is the one to dance around. Um, I, th- I think partly it's his heritage. Oh, well, no, it is. It is. It's 100% because Australian. When he was created, yeah, I mean, how many. How much Australian culture was widely known? So he's from Australia. Of course, his name is Digger. Yeah, yeah. It, it could have been uh, Diggery or Didgeridoo Kookaburra. That's right. Um, uh, yeah, Johnny Billabong there. That's right. But so he he was born poor, poor much like the, the jerk. Poor. You know what? The story of Captain Boomerang runs parallel to the Steve Martin's The Jerk origin story. Oh, my God. <laughs> Except that you can tell it comfortably. Yeah. God damn, that's such a good... I need to watch that movie again. It's just... It's a brilliant oh, piece of comedy. I actually saw that in the... But then I'm old people, but... Well, I've told the story many times that that was one of the first... Uh, that was one of the first comedy films that my father ever showed me. <laughs> Along with blazing saddles, and like, like that's what my teeth were cut on, which is interesting. It explains a yeah. lot about my sense of humor, for sure. Um, but he was born. Oh, I, I do want to do want to point out though that uh, apparently uh, I was 
saying something or doing something today when Catherine and I were driving around, and she remarked that there is a little bit of Andrew in me. <laughs> did you did and, you look at that, her then and say, "Would you like some?" Because that's the only exactly. answer. That is the only answer. But she said, "You know, what's that thing where they put gold on stuff?" <laughs> so apparently, I've been partially electroplated in you. <laughs> good, good. That's that's great. I had a bucket. But, yeah. And uh, ran electrical current through it. You went into the bucket. That's right. You know I went into that bucket. (laughs) And then I just rolled around on the bucket. Um, (laughs) So he used his poverty uh, in in Corumbra, which is where he was born. Somebody has an atlas. um, To uh, he started making boomerangs, and then using those boomerangs. I don't imagine he went straight to weapons. It's probably, you know, there's tremendous novelty trade. Oh, no, that's part of it. Yeah, especially, you know, with tourists and the like. So, I know. Like, you know, because this was, you, you got to imagine, this is pre-Crocodile Dundee. So the only thing that people knew about Australia was kangaroos and boomerangs, and only one of those two could they take back on Qantas with them. Yeah, kangaroos. <laughs> you know it. It was decades before you could smuggle a boomerang out of that country. <laughs> it was, it was, the but problem was they kept coming back. Well, so did the kangaroos. Yeah, well, that's true. Um, no, but it, it needs to be recognized as somebody that has, A, thrown their fair share of boomerangs, and B, never made a boomerang in my life. <laughs> that I, I imagine that making boomerangs was a very difficult thing to do. That's a, that's a process, I would have to say, that... Uh... I personally can't imagine you know, sophistication and the, the lathe work that you would have to have uh, in play. So he, so when he was a little older, he got hired as a circus performer because every great shitty villain <laughs> and hero has to start as a circus performer. Um, and I am including my favorite superhero. In that category, Nightwing. You got Hawkeyes. You got your Nightwings. You got your Captain Boomerang. I'm Swordsman. There are just a, a dime a dozen in this in this thing. Yeah, it's it's uh, remarkable. Uh, you had mentioned that uh, before the show, and I'm like, the more I gave it a little bit of thought, the more I came to realize that, good God, there are a lot of circuses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean either in the origins or in the, uh, you know, somebody just taking a circus theme or... Or just staying in the circus. Using a circus as cover, like the painfully obvious Arbico Brothers Circus in the G.I. Joe comics. Well, isn't isn't the uh, ringmaster and his group just a circus that commits crimes? Uh, In fact, they go by the name The Circus of Crime. There you go. I landed on that. But he also, this is great. This is, okay, so this is awesome. And I want more on this. I'm going to have to do more research. Um, he gets hired as a as a toy promoter, but boomerangs, okay? Only, well, it's the only, it's the national toy of Australia. But he gets hired, unbeknownst to him, the owner of the company is his biological father. This is some Jerry Springer shit right here. Wow. What are the chances? Yeah, and and so this is a early Captain America a la the movie situation where 
Captain Boomerang was developed as a promotional persona for this okay. toy company that he just continued. Like, you weren't going to know who he was. He toured the country as Captain Boomerang teaching kids how to throw boomerangs for a toy company. <laughs> okay, so it's kind of like the, uh, what was it, the Duncan Yo-Yos back in the day? Yeah, yeah. The guy would come to the school and, and show you how yeah, to do all these Yeah, and then he joined toys. ISIS. I- and you're like, yes, I remember. That was yeah, the guy. it's the exact same thing. His name was Digger Duncan, if I remember correctly. His name was. It was he, he changed his last name to match the Yo-Yo yeah. Company. Butterfly Duncan. That oh, was yeah. His name. And then, you know, you buy the damn thing, and you're lucky if you can manage a, uh, you know, walk the dog. Yeah, you can't walk the dog. That's Stop about, trying to walk the dog. I mean, rock the cradle, forget it. Yeah, forget the cradle and forget the round the world. You're done, yeah. son. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it. They make it look so easy. It's like the guy that climbs the, the wobbly ladder to ring the bell. And oh, you the Jacob's on. ladder at the, at the yeah. ring fair? Exactly. Then you're, you're, you're screwed, man. You're screwed. You're screwed. <laughs> um, the... <laughs> Then, for some ungodly reason, which I'm sure is the most convoluted shit ever, um, when he starts committing crimes, he takes two people and presents them to Flash as his parents, who are actually just more criminals, knowing <laughs> that his dad was the owner of this toy company. So it was sort of like nepotism that was unexpected. Yeah, yeah. This is before gimmick boomerangs. This was just straight oh, okay. up, I'm whipping boomerangs around. Yeah, just proper, right off the shelf, Duncan yo-yo boomerang. Yeah. So he hit, so he somehow hits the flash in the head with a boomerang and knocks him out. And um, ties him to a giant boomerang and shoots it into space. <laughs> I love this character. I, I'm still trying to put... My head around achieving terminal velocity with a boomerang. I mean, he is—he was really good. He got really good with them boomerangs back in the day. Apparently, like quite super good. good. He had an entire toy company at his disposal. That's true. Yeah. So just like snatch the boomerang off the roof and. Yeah, yeah. So he, so he eventually gets locked up in Iron Heights, and then Gorilla Grodd breaks him out, and he becomes a member of the Rogues, and has to, you know, live by. Uh, Live by their their roguish code. Now, the the inter- an interesting thing about Boomerang was a his costume back in the day. He had a he had quite the jaunty little cap. He he basically, uh, I guess, in addition to knocking out the Flash, knocked out a flight attendant on uh, Pan Am. <laughs> Just, is wait because that was right before they retired <laughs> that particular outfit. Is wait is is Captain Boomerang DB Cooper? <laughs> <laughs> so we got the money for the giant boomerang. Yeah, he dressed in one of their outfits, parachuted out on a giant boomerang parachute. <laughs> giant boomerang parachute. Used that money to start a criminal empire. But he is somebody that had a falling out with um with the Rogues. He's one of the rare ones. Ah, who kind of broke, uh, broke, yeah, broke, broke with unwritten them. Law. Definitely broke with them. Um, and, and ended up in the suicide squad for a, a long time. Wasn't he a charter member? Yeah. 
I think, yeah, he was among the uh, earliest that uh, Amanda Waller, or I'm not, that was the uh, writer of uh, <laughs> Omaha the Cat Dancer. Uh, yeah, I was going to say. Amanda Walker? Uh, no, it was Amanda Waller. Was it? Yeah, it was Amanda Waller, but I think it was Rick Flagg. I don't know, was it Waller yet back then? Or? Oh, yeah, Reed Waller was the artist. Not, yeah, so it was Amanda Waller. Yeah, it, it was like him. Who was it in the group? Like, I didn't do any research into Suicide Squad. I should. I think Deadshot may have been a charter well, member. Bronze well. Tiger, who deserves their own. Oh yeah. One hundred percent own episode. The, you know what? The Suicide Squad de- deserves its own show. All right. Well, if we don't have something already in the queue, because I honestly, there are things early on we were doing fairly regularly, and Hey Kids Comics Team Up was one of them. Yes. And I don't. I honestly can't tell you. Uh, I'd have to look at the um, the actual schedule. I don't know if I had in the schedule that goes into 2022 another team up at all. So that may uh, that may help me. Uh, that, that may be our next one is Suicide Squad. Yeah, I think it would be a good. I think it would be a good one for sure because yeah, it's I a really interesting group. You know, so many uh, different incarnations and so many directions that's taken. And uh, it would be interesting to research how many of them actually ever died in the line of duty. How many of them had their heads blowed up? Yeah, or just actually, you know, the, the concept of a suicide squad is you're willing to go and do the impossible and, and die trying. And then if 100% of the team comes back every time, it's time to change names. So the original Suicide Squad, 87 to 92, was, of course, Waller and Rick Flagg. But then you had uh, Bronze Tiger, you had Boomerang, you had Vert, Count Vertigo. That's it. Deadshot, um, Dr. Light, Enchantress, Julie and Punch. Punch and Julie. This will be fun to talk about. Oh, yeah. Well, the interesting question there is, did Dr. Light even know? True. Did any of them? Do we have a way to know if any of them knew? But Boomerang, yeah, he basically... Got a stewardess outfit for men. And it has a cape, a sash, and a jaunty cap. It is a tunic. Yeah. This, he went all he went buck wild. Yeah, he's got that long ass scarf there yeah. that, that came with it. And then boomerang slots. Or like a bandolero like a, like, of boomerang. Yeah, like boomerang holster. For sure. He is And and the, the boomerang holster would, would it it kind of uh, makes you wonder if that was something um, that was a, a byproduct of his toy years. Well, I think most of it was. Yeah, you know, it was sort of like the John Popper vest of Boomerang. <laughs> Is he the lead singer of the Rogues version of the Blues Traveler? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm I'll support that for sure. Uh, yes. Okay. So, <laughs> but yeah, he started making all kinds There's of just so much to unpack with he, that original costume. He started making all kinds of, uh, like Hawkeye style boomerangs where it was, you know, like exploding boomerangs and gloomerangs. Yes. He got into the gimmick this beyond, of course, the obvious giant ass boomerang of space. Razorangs and... Is there a, is there a um, oh of course there is boomerang. I was gonna yeah, say I, yeah, yeah. Purple has has a boomerang, and they both got to be dumb. 
Like, Boomerang has a giant boomerang strapped to his head. <laughs> yeah, Boomerang in Marvel has, I'm always angry. Like, he's like, they got the angry cartoon look. Yes. <laughs> because the boomerang is like right at his forehead, so he always looks pissed. He's like, what are you so mad about? What do you mean? I'm, I couldn't be happier. Oh, the boomerang. I forget. You know, it's like when you forget what t-shirt you put on that morning and somebody compliments you on it and you have, like, what? have to look down. I mean, he's... He, in Marvel, he just wears a onesie with a boomerang strapped to his head. Pretty that, much. That's it. At least this boomerang, at least Captain Boomerang. Where's a romper? Where's where, Looks like he's he, he has a squire that's going to put armor on him for jousting at some point. Yeah. He's got the whole uh, Richard Gere um, from First Night look going on. But God bless him. God yeah. bless him. Um good on you but yeah i you know he he has this the the kind of standard um it says he was in kingdom come yes in fact um it was uh him weather wizard and he was the other one he was the third bartender bar owner oh, yeah because he? he had the he was balding as he already was he, he was sort of if i recall even in the early days, he looked like he was uh, suffering some uh, pattern, male pattern baldness. He never was young. Yeah, he's never. He's not one of those characters that they ever portrayed as looking young. He always looked like he was about forty. <laughs> yeah, he really. It was kind of unusual because most characters were, you know, the strapping uh, height of their youth. Yeah, in fact, in Who's Who, uh, they've got one without his. Uh, baldness covering jaunty cap yeah uh as the image oh and those those amazing boots god bless <laughs> i mean he really went all in yes indeed and uh and plus you know where do you he lucked into the like the uh discontinuation of the uh boomerang fabric at like joanne <laughs> he had the the remnants of the boomerang fabric yeah, from joanne i like the last of bolts so he could uh, he could but they have a picture of him and yeah he's he's got that whole full uh you know the, the massive brow crowned in, in curly australian hair <laughs> that's oh god he's great he's great he's great um but yes yeah that's um that is that is the uh the boomerang there's not much more to say about captain boomerang he's been around forever he is his really interesting stuff is really in the Suicide Squad, which I guess we can talk about because we're talking about the character, not necessarily direct relationship to to Flash, but he um he was basically the giant uh, mess up. He was the guy that would mess everything up for the Suicide Squad constantly, and kind yeah. of the guy that would that would mess mess everything up um for uh for the Rogues too, because he was he he was a loud mouth. He had a bad attitude. He was often portrayed as sexist and racist, and the Suicide Squad, to some or the uh, the Rogues, to some extent, were kind of woke. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you look at their rule set, they, yeah. were, they were kind of they were kind of woke, and he just didn't fit in very well with their. Um, you know, he's just kind of a belligerent Australian who, uh, you know, had they were going for that. Australia. I think maybe some of that really in the characterization may well have been because they they might have kind of wanted him to be the – because I think he may be the only foreigner 
in the group. Um, yeah. Well, it, is Mir- isn't Mirror Master? Oh, you may be right. I'm I not sure. Mirror Master. Oh, now I got to look it up. Yes, but I, I did note uh, that his appearance in Kingdom Come, he may not have been one of the bar owners, but there, I, I did find one shot of him, and he's basically just sort of uh, dressed as an Irishman, and, <laughs> but, but he's wearing the cap. The, the sole principal giveaway that that's Captain Boomerang is he's wearing that jaunty cap with the little uh, – where you know he was constantly being sued by uh, was it Nike or Adidas? Yeah, yeah. Over his cap, and it's like, no, it's a boomerang. <laughs> I don't. I think that I think I can't see any iteration of uh, Mirror Master that he isn't um, that he isn't straight up American. Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, the the I'm sorry. The version that. Um, that Grant Morrison was involved in, of course, was Scottish. Oh, well. Okay. Course, that's where I got that from. Okay. The later version of Mirror Master, the second Mirror Master, was um, Scottish. So, there you go. Um, yeah, I like, I've always liked uh, Captain Boomerang, but I, I always, I'm a big fan of the Boomerang. Like, like anybody who uses unusual martial weapons, Sportsmaster, Boomerang... Yeah. You know, any anybody in that, that that falls into that category, I'm always going to be I'm always going to be a little bit of a fan of <laughs> just because they're defying well, the odds, you know? Well, I mean, if if there's anything more awkward than putting a boxing glove at the end of an arrow, it's the Cats and Boomerangs boxing glove. That's true. When we were developing um, concepts to uh do a little comic based on, um, or a short film rather, based on uh, Russell, uh, the Toyminator's uh, character, uh, Crawdad, the uh, hero of uh, East Texas. Yeah. We were going to, it was going to be called Crawdad's Last Stand, and one of the scenes that I had written was where the squid pulls out from his utility belt boxing glove ink. <laughs> and it halts the whole proceedings. Uh, I repurposed my hero character, the squid into a villain. And everybody's like boxing glove ink. Yeah. Everybody's got a boxing glove gimmick, don't they? And everybody's like, yeah, you know, whatever their genre, they yeah. all have their boxing glove with them. And then like, I don't. And they turn around glove, man. <laughs> and that was actually, Frank thought that that would be the best counterpoint to that whole thing is to have a character who's called glove man. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. And and he doesn't have a button. It never occurred to him. And, and and you know when they the reveal of Glove Man and I I designed Glove Man to have a cape that shaped like a hand. Okay. And he's like standing there with this very rigid glove, but it has a glittery P embossed on it. <laughs> so he basically just has these throwing gloves. They're like throwing stars. <laughs> and, and, and this was his phantom from the Pink Panther glove. Okay. So that, you know, that again, like everything I do is all over the map. But uh, I can just imagine that, you know, jealousy might lead to uh, having a, a boxing glove boomerang. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it's always amazed me, you know. That way, uh, it literally gives you kind of a left-right. Yeah. <laughs> 
God damn it. It sure does. Um, See? It's not as awkward as it, even I It thought. comes back around on you, that joke. Um, <laughs> it always amazes me that the boomerang guys can catch their razor boomerangs. Yeah, I mean... The, the feral kid at least had the foresight. Oh, yes. Yes, thank you. <laughs> he had the foresight to have, like, this weird reinforced oven mitt thing. That's true. He had Hellboy's it, hand that he would use to yeah, catch Yeah, he had, like, a, a catch plate built on there made out of an old sieve or something they found in the vast Australian wasteland, the white line nightmare. Thank you. Thank you for invoking <laughs> feral boomerang child from Thunderdome. Oh, I, I love the, the uh, uh, from Road Warrior. Was he in? I, I, didn't he appear in two movies, or was it just Road Warrior? Just Road Warrior, because he he would go. It turns out he's the narrator. Oh, spoiler yes, alert! No, it turns yeah, out he's yeah, the, he's the narrator. He's the narrator, except uh, after uh, Ridley Scott got a hold of it and decided that the narration was no. I'm sorry, I'm Blitz Blade Runner. That's Blade Runner. <laughs> I'm sorry. I will champion the narration in Blade Runner until the day I die. The uh, the feral child was actually Mad Max. <laughs> don't know if you knew that or not um the t the tears of jupiter were actually just gasoline they found it in an old tanker truck that's right <laughs> all right all right i think i think we've done enough damage to captain boomerang we do have to move on to it's only so much more damage you can do to captain boomerang that he hadn't already done to himself to now defamed 1965 center fielder for the philadelphia phillies <laughs> roscoe dillon um <laughs> roscoe these names are so great um so if you thought that uh captain boomerang's uh origin was weird also, uh, I, I, we do um, have a retainer now um, with uh, Dylan and Harkness. Okay, do we? Do we? Dil oh, yeah, we I thought they, I thought they made Mirror Master a, uh, a partner, so it's Dylan, Harkness, and Scudder. Oh, that's right, it is. I always forget that. Scudder. Uh, Scudder. But uh, I got to say it one more time. Scudder. But, uh, yeah, we... Uh, Apparently, uh, Nelson and Murdoch won't uh, speak to us any longer. No, no, they won't. They won't. And and that's 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 on them. Yeah. No, it it really is. That's on them. So let's get back on top. Oh. All right. All right. Um. So here's the, here's the origin of Roscoe Dillon Cole. <laughs> As a small wayfish boy. Roscoe finds a top in his attic, and he gets effing obsessed with this thing. Now, I, I actually uh, had read this a little earlier, <laughs> and I just, I want to hear how you present, because this is such a kind of ridiculous and beautiful thing all in one swoop. It's, it is, whoever came up with this origin story is a genius, and I think it's, uh, who who did come up with this thing? Now I gotta. I hold on. Let me let me just real quickly. Yeah, we really, we really need to know who John Broom uh, and Carmine Infantino. Of course it was. Of course, of oh, course no, it they, was. The costume is very Infantino. So he becomes obsessed with this top he finds, just playing with it constantly, just up there, just spinning his top. The other kids are going to play stickball and that's right. Hoop. I don't know. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he 
and he's just not, not hula hoop. This you have to understand. This is pre Hudsucker proxy. That's true. That's true. Just hoop the thing with the stick where you yeah. smack a hoop with it and make it roll down the street. <laughs> you know, hoop. Um, well, you know, we can't all afford a penny. And apparently, you know, convenience um, being the watchword of the of the DC universe at the time has a toy factory just like on his block. Yeah. So he starts hanging out at the toy factory because they're just making tops. Yeah, it's not even a proper toy factory. It's a top factory. It's a top factory. Um, so being obsessed with never stop. He never stops being obsessed. You know, they say serial killers. You can you can pick them out. Yeah. Because they're always playing with dead. They're obsessed with dead animals. What does it say about you when you're just obsessed with tops? I you just have to wonder, did he claw his way there? <laughs> um, I think Wildcat should have fought the top, <laughs> and it should have been clawing his way to the top. And there I think you that go. Would have there been you great. go. That that would have been a great mini. Um, so he falls into a life of crime, probably because he has no discernible skills, probably because he's obsessed with tops. <laughs> um, he uh, he does all right. He does all right. Gets locked up a couple times, and and on the second time. He, um, you know, a lot of people go to prison and they, they get, they, they finish high school or they study the law to try to yeah. break themselves out. They find Jesus. Or they, yeah, they find Jesus. Or, you know, they figure out ways to, like, work the stock market. They make friends in there. Um, Roscoe uses that time to become more obsessed with tops. <laughs> yes, and, I mean, prison and one of the simplest, oldest forms of toys known to man don't generally converge upon one another. No. No. And I mean, it's like if you have this Venn diagram of spinning toys and doing time, there's no <laughs> there's like a microscopic mental gra- middle ground there or that can even be counted as a you have to have like an electron microscope to say, oh my god, it is a Venn diagram. I thought it was just two circles <laughs> next to each other. That's, that's I right. thought it was the symbol for infinity they sang about on Schoolhouse Rock. <laughs> but yes, yeah. So he spends that time getting more obsessed with tops. Decides yeah. he's going to use tops in his criminal career because you know he's only been locked up twice. Over a fairly successful career, why not really screw it up? Yeah. He started using some tops up in this business. Um, So he gets out and he starts studying the science of tops. Centrifugal force and and aerodynamics and just really getting into it. And somehow... Gravity, lest we forget. Yes, yes. Both the bane and boon of the top. Somehow... cruel mistress, as the tick says gravity somehow in his study of the top he realizes <laughs> that the spinning of the top increases his brain power i'm mean, okay, let me repeat that a top everybody's yeah. had a top everybody's spun oh. a top they yeah were... there used to be this like the top for the lazy and the spastic when i was a kid <laughs> the, that... one, the one that would lose its mind at some point <laughs> that that one too, but you had this thing. I was it's like SST or something like that. I can't remember the the initials. Like I think it might have been SST, like supersonic top. 
that works, whether it's right or not. I don't give a shit. Okay. That's what but it is the, now. Deal with and, it. Yeah, it is. Uh, but it had this sort of rubbery plastic base. And inside was like a tiny engine that you would, you know, run it like uh, one of those friction racers against the ground. And then it was weighted in such a way that when you set it down nine times out of ten, the thing would spin like a proper top on its fat little spindle there. That's a butt plug. But, oh. <laughs> you were just spinning a butt plug, dude. That that explains so much. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. To, I'm glad it was me. I'm sorry that it was me, but I'm also glad no, it was me. I'm, if I had to hear it from anybody. But no, this thing was like literally a top without the necessity of achieving that brief defiance of gravity and and having to you didn't have to be a roscoe dylan to play with this top <laughs> but how do you okay so cole we haven't done this in a while right but you have a you have a talent for being able to come up with an explanation for just about anything and we haven't done this in a while but i challenge you now how does the spinning of a top give somebody mental powers i'm I don't know, because otherwise, like at Hanukkah, there would be like a collection <laughs> of geniuses, because the dreidel in and of itself is a top. It is. Yes, you are correct. <laughs> Damn it. Um, so, yeah, he started developing, not only could he spin like a top, um, but he started making top-inspired weapons as well. <laughs> As one would naturally have done. So the only thing more ridiculous... I mean, he makes Captain Boomerang look like a valued member of the Rogues. When <laughs> when when Boomerang shows up with his cadre of gimmicky boomerangs, and they're like, what the... I have a gun that literally shoots cold, and he has yeah. a gun that literally shoots hot. We got a guy that can make mirrors. They can move I mean through mirrors. Together we're a faucet. That's right. That's right. That's right. And we and we got a guy that can go through mirrors and turn people to mirrors. And we mirror got, things. Yeah, we got that going on. And you're gonna bring a bunch of boomerangs in here. And he goes, he goes. Well, at least I'm not this guy. And and here's the top dressed here's in Roscoe. Here's Roscoe, and here's Roscoe dressed in. What I can only describe as a hallucinogenic prison outfit. Yeah. Just spinning around in circles going, look at my brain powers. Like, you don't have, you don't have those. But apparently he did. Apparently he did have brain powers. Well, and, I guess, you know, it, it gets your mind spinning and uh, then. Oh, you mean a, you mean a concussion. Oh, okay. Judy yeah, just, just has a concussion. Stay awake, Roscoe. Stay awake. <laughs> don't don't go to sleep, Roscoe. Don't you dare go to sleep on me. Um, he controls his spinning with his mind powers. Okay, so as he gets more confident, his speed increases. <laughs> That's how his mind powers. He just work. sort of dumbed into this. Yeah, yeah. It was like one of those things that was always there, but it took time in prison obsessing over tops to uh, get it to work yeah he probably is a mutant or, or whatever yeah. meta, meta human whatever they call them in the dc world that, that yeah the only mutant I've, i ever recall in dc 
was uh, Jericho, where he was specifically referred to as a mutant by Nightwing, I think as a jab to the, the height of the anti-mutantism chestnut over at Marvel. Okay. I, I, I did not know that. I, I was not aware of that, but that's, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, like he was a meta, he was a meta human who, who didn't know that, that, you know, that they were a meta human and then would just start spinning. Uh, I wonder what happens if I spin in circles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going fast. Oh, I'm going so fast. <laughs> and, and, you know, most people just simply get dizzy. But not Roscoe. He gets smart. <laughs> right? He gets less dizzy. Yeah. He gets more, you know, less vertigo, more. That's awesome. More, more Einstein y. But he also had. Um... By the way, butt plug. It was, it was called. It was called a whizzer by Mattel. Sure it was. <laughs> I mean, this one looks vastly different than the one I was using. <laughs> At least there's some real world precedent or uh, non uh, Victoria's Secret or whatever the hell precedent here. But um... from now on, I only answer to by the way, butt plug. <laughs> <laughs> that was your autobiography, wasn't it? it, it that, I'm writing it now. Yeah, <laughs> you, you've got a uh, you, you got the contract on a, a sample chapter and the title alone. It's it's uh, called Andrew Farmer, the Curious Case of By the Way Butt Plug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> shit, that's good. Um, but he also had. Um, a top that he made out of an ato- what he calls the atomic grenade. So a nuclear weapon, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, like you do. Um, he also had well, when you don't when the spacefaring boomerang's been taken. That's true. That's valid. You make a you make a valid point. You make a valid point. You gotta you gotta up your game. Yeah. If you're gonna roll with that, you gotta you gotta really up your game. Um, <laughs> damn it. Uh, he had some bolo, he had some bolo tops. There were just two tops with a string in it. Um, he had smoke tops. He had, um, the, the, one of my favorite tops is like the plastic, uh, or the, the, uh, the, the, uh, entangling tops that just somehow managed to, like, you throw them out and then a bunch of like, like zip ties come out of them and just really, oh, okay. really mess you up, really tie you I, up. I could see where that no I no no none of this makes any sense no. none of it makes any no, sense and my personal favorite top I'm, I'm just trying here i'm trying to make this happen it can't you, you can't justify the top but my my personal favorite top that the top used um is a top that he would record a message on like one of those cards you find at hallmark <laughs> he would spin the top he would throw the top the top would spin, play its recorded message, and then just disappear. Just vanish. Wow. So it begs the question, if you have the ability to make technology that can vanish, why aren't you the vanisher? <laughs> why because are you still he wasn't, the top? He wasn't obsessed with vanishing, was That's he? That's valid. That's was, valid. No, he was obsessed with tops. That's true. 
That's true. That's valid. That makes that makes a lot of sense. You make a lot of sense, Cole. You're making you, sense right you, now. You have to you have to go right back to the source on these things. You're making a lot of sense. I, I wasn't looking out. for motive. I'm glad I could save your bacon on that one because yeah. that could have been an embarrassment to this show. <laughs> God, that could have been an embarrassment to the show. <laughs> this is the thing. Is it wasn't me yelling butt plug? Yeah, no, that. That's people are anticipating that. People want that. Yeah. As a matter of fact, that's a little more classy than what I usually do. So that's really the two that we got, Cole. That's that's our two for this week. Yeah, we uh, we, we paired them up because they're just like right out of the toy box. I have to uh, point out that I was in in looking around for information and just imagery and what have you. Uh, I found a great picture of the Rogues Gallery. Uh, that illustrated the top, I mean, apart from his, like, stripy outfit there, it's sort of like the uh, yellow and black version. Like, he uh, forgot and uh, ran his prison outfit, his, like, old-timey prisoner outfit, through the wash with a bunch of goldenrod bedsheets that he just bought. Yeah, well, I mean, he absolutely is, like, he's one of those guys, like... uh like Zuckerberg, who dresses the same every oh. day. He doesn't have time. He doesn't have boomerang time to get a sash yeah, oh, and a cape not, and a yeah. jaunty cap and a tunic and special boots. He ain't got that kind of time. He's not got tops to think about, man. A neckerchief. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, did have a neckerchief, like, yes. To, like, build himself into an asbestos uh, jumper, like, heat wave. <laughs> Sew himself into the thing. Form-fitting leather helm like Mirror Master. That's, that's or wear right. the uh, incredibly uncomfortable parka, uh, the, the Quinn the Eskimo cosplay that uh, Captain Cole. And just every now and again, come on without. Come on <laughs> within. You gotta shove that gun down his pants every now and again just to regulate the temperature. <laughs> and of course, the uh, put your eye out sharp angles of the. Uh, collar for weather wizard now he's just got a he's got the speed suit thing going on like uh dr venture but it, it's an image with captain cold heat wave mirror master weather wizard pied piper and captain cold and the top and they're all surrounding a very uh disgruntled looking flash who they've apparently uh brought to his knocked on his ass sure Absolutely everybody has something that they can point at him or menace him with sure. in hand, except the top. Apparently he didn't have the foresight to bring his boxing glove top. He was just thinking about tops, dude. Yeah, it's true. He's over there obsessing with tops while everybody else is aiming their weapon of choice. Again, I got to go back to last issue. It's a stick. It's a stick. All it is is a stick. It's a stick. I mean... Heatwave and Captain Cold's guns are guns, and by their very nature have a finger guard, and you know they've got a little place where you get a little bit better grip. Yeah, they're guns. If you're, if you're holding a stick between thumb and forefinger, it's really one of the easiest. That's why people took lollipops from babies. That's, that's true. Effectively, that's the exact reason. Effectively a stick. All it is is a, you got a stick. It's but Top was too busy thinking about Tops to come to this thing prepared. Yeah, that's true. He was I mean, thinking don't... about uh, not apparently taking Tops on his way out the door. No, I get real smart. I'll spin yeah, up and get real smart. Oh, that's what he's doing. He's getting. He's really just getting all 
smart. He's getting all smart. I'm smarting up over here. <laughs> How smart are you? You're not as smart as me because I've got tops on the brain. The only problem with that is nobody can tell how smart he is because he only gets smart when he's spinning. Yeah. Like, who? who's going to you – know, you can't talk when you're spinning that fast. That's true. I mean, all you can do is throw up. But at that point, you're smart enough to know it. Okay, that's a good place to end it. <laughs> I'm excited for next week, dude. Oh my next god! Week is, next week is Grodd. Ah, oh, Grodd. And I'm ready. I'm ready to talk Grodd. There would be no. There would be no Rogues Gallery. There would be no Flash Rogues without Grodd. Grodd that's was so the true. catalyst. Grodd's the one that broke a mile out of Iron Heights, and then apparently just went on his merry way. Yeah, it was just. Like an aside, it was something to do, but we'll we'll certainly talk about that next time. We will. We but, will. Yeah. Uh, gee, Grodd. Uh, I I'll have to remember to. Uh, I'm going to save it for next time, but uh, I'll need to remember to bring up the uh, the second edition of Who's Who, the the loose leaf one. Okay. Because there was a special little bit of fun that uh, Steve and I had with Girl of Grodd. Okay. Uh, the the image that they use is a wonderful Art Adams image of Gorilla Grodd. And uh, there was a lot of wonderful alliteration that allowed uh, just in some of the elements in the image. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Well, why don't you plug us up and we'll get out of here. <laughs> well, uh, this is, of course, Hey Kids Comics brought to you by Wizard, the uh, Mattel 1960s uh, uh Top for people who don't have a good sense of balance. Not not a butt plug. Not, not a butt plug. We found that out today. Yes, indeed. At least you did. And that, ex that explains so much for yourself as well. It really does. Not a butt plug. Now, a, a lot of things make more sense. And, uh, so, uh, we're coming to you from the Jedi Cole universe at JediCole.com. Uh, if you've gone to JediCole.com lately, a lot of the um, more recent issues haven't made it up there yet. Uh, my apologies. I am going to be uh, making an effort there. I, I got kind of uh, embroiled in a number of projects, and, um, as well as just kind of getting out of the funk that not having Alcon this year put me in. And uh, so we're, I'm trying to get back, baby. Yeah. So I'm going to be trying to get that all caught up. I'm going to get the back issue been caught up since I'm actually little by little listening to. I think I'm at 164. Five or 166 issues now, maybe maybe a little bit more than that. I've actually, um, if I'm not mistaken, I may be hitting the halfway point to uh, having heard all of the episodes, all the issues, and uh, uh, just I think I I'm not quite finished, but I started listening to the two Hey Kids comics. What'd you think crossovers, which okay. were uh, Batman or Superman v Batman? Yeah. Where I'd forgotten that I pointed out that it was it was a bit of a, a misnomer because it turns out it was supposed to be Superman loves Batman, but a lot of the letters fell off. <laughs> and like so many things, I have no recollection of having ever said that. That's good. <laughs> and um, so I'm, I'm trying to get the back issue been up and running because we're we've already uh, we're on the verge of finishing out the next bin that's already there. I don't have to figure out how I did the first six or seven, uh, put a new one in. 
And uh, but it's a real. I really highly recommend going back and at least listening to some just whatever topics strike your fancy, uh, or do do what I do and uh, go back and try to listen to all of them. I think there's one official lost episode, maybe two. Um, I discovered one has the wrong audio on it, so we'll be working uh, both on Podbean and on the back issue bin. <laughs> okay. And we're working on that, and I discovered one that just didn't appear on the – there's a slot there for it in the back issue bins, but the audio is not there because apparently I never connected that up with the uh, actual website. Okay. Uh, but I found it on Podbean, so it does still exist. So I'm going to go and correct that. And uh, But it's just been a, a wonderful, lot of fun journey. So I recommend going to uh, Jedi Cole. Look up Jedi Cole, Hey Kids Comics, Back Issue Bins, plural. If you go to the Back Issue Bins, plural, you'll find the whole shebang. Uh, and uh, check us, check me out on the uh, first and third Sundays of every month. Uh, we're going to be back in the full swing of things in August. Uh, there won't be a third Sunday show of either of my shows in July because uh, Eddie and I are going to be unavailable. But uh, look for um, the Rancor Pit live on the first and third Sundays of every month at DallasOnAir.com. That's from 10.30 to 11.30 a.m. Central, where we talk about all manner of Star Wars topics that strike us. Uh, we just did one uh the last two were uh, one was on the model makers of Star Wars and one was on the Twi'leks, the uh, the predominantly uh, m- you know mostly all you see is the chicks of the Twi'leks, but uh, <laughs> that, that was a fun episode. And then there is a July episode of my other show, Isle of Toys, which is normally on the third Sunday of every month from 9:30 to 10:30 a.m. preceding the Ranker Pit. And uh, we just did a, a really great show with uh, none other than Captain Ameridad, a uh, local Dallas convention uh, fixture who uh, is uh, – we talked about just a veritable tonnage of Captain America toys. Mm-hmm. There are a lot. And that, that show was on the 5th of July, so I figured this is my best – this is the best time to do Captain America because he truly is America's ass. Yes. He is. Um, and you can find us at HK Comic Show on your socials. Um, buy, collect, and enjoy your comics, people. And uh, keep spreading that four-color love. Uh, Damn you. Yeah. Cole, if you were going to have a special boomerang, what would it be? I would want a boomerang that, in its trajectory, ejects additional small... <laughs> Good night, folks. 